Guitar Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Guitar Stories, episode number 72. My name is Andy, and I'm here with Dan. Hi, Dan. Hello, Andy. I'm a, that was a bit back. energetic then, wasn't it? A bit of an energetic yeah. introduction then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Possibly because probably... it's a new guitar day, so that's, that's why my energy I levels are high. That. Do you want to fill us in right away? No, no, I'll, I'll leave you hanging for a little bit if you don't mind. Right. We should probably okay, yeah, bring sure. in our guest first and, you know, that sort of, that sort of housekeeping. Nice. Um, it's 72, we've made it to, you know, 70 plus two, which is a miracle. Mm -hmm. uh, we haven't been here for a few weeks, so thank you if you've, if you've been hanging around. We're currently streaming as well on YouTube and Facebook. So if you're here from either of those platforms, welcome. We'll say hello to April, to Valeria, to RaxFX, to Poo Ninja, to I'm Not Old, I'm Vintage, to Amanda Coombs, hello Canada, to Shannon, to Floop-ti-doo, hello Floop-ti-doo, um, and Jake Lee Guitar, and Fergie in France, who's here probably to plug his pedalboard Katana amp at some point during the show. <laughs> Good point, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's been a while, my friend. Oh, you're taking a sip from your Batman cup. Yeah, I'm. I'm still vengeance. You're still vengeance. Okay. Still vengeance. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, we've got a wonderful guest on the show tonight. Mr. Brian Wampler will be joining us. He's in the uh, digital green room as we speak, mm. and um, he's got more impressive gear than than we have, which is a bit disappointing. So, I'm a bit upset about that. Yeah. What can you do? What are you going to do? What can you yeah. do? Nothing. Um, I know that, uh, oh, we've got our first Obi-Wan question in the live chat already. We will address your Obi-Wan questions later. Um, also, maybe some Stranger Things stuff as well. But uh, Dan, have you got an introduction for our wonderfully uh, gear-infested guest? Absolutely, yeah. I took some time to write down what I know about Brian. I did some research on Brian, and uh, yeah, let's just roll with it, and then we see how much I got right. How's that? Sounds like a fun story. <laughs> All right. So tonight's guest in episode 72 is Brian Wampler, a guitar player, gear nut, and founder and current CEO of Wampler Pedals, uh, who has a reputation for constantly tweaking his guitar tone, as so many of you out there do as well. But he picked up the six-string H7 and later became an avid pedal builder after his friend Paul Weller introduced him into the world of pedal modding. And Brian became a renowned online persona in the DIY community and contributes to this day with publications about pedal making. He started by simply tweaking his pedals, but eventually ended up building his very own designs and founding his own companies, which operates under the Wampler Pedals name since 2007. They have released some of the most iconic pedals, such as the Tumnus Overdrive, the Pinnacle Deluxe, or Tom Quayle's iconic Dual Fusion pedal. Brian is also hosting his own weekly podcast called Chasing Tone, together with Blake uh, Weiland and Richard Oliver, talking about guitars, guitar pedals, and amps, and recently welcoming my friend Andy as a guest as well. So that's highly recommended, and we are very blessed to welcome Brian to our show tonight. There Hello. Hello, Brian. Hi. Hey. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Can you please calm down and, and reduce the energy levels by about 15%? Thank you very much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm nervous. No, I'm kidding. I'm not. But... Okay. How you doing? How much of, uh, if, I'm well. Oh, I'm healthy. Good. good. You look good. Younger me with more hair. <laughs> I, I, which one are you, are you talking to me now, Brian? You, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm talking or to both. Dan. Sorry. And Dan, too. In fact, I, mean. I think if you... 
we we look a bit. If you combine Dan and I, we wouldn't be far off looking like Brian Wampler, I believe. That's yeah, true. I mean, I would true. wish better for you, but yeah, that's fine. Sure. Hmm. How much of, uh, of the introduction was um, close to being correct, Brian? Actually, I learned more about myself in that introduction than I knew. So that's, <laughs> that's interesting. I didn't know that. That was good. It's good. All right. Good. Excellent. Dan's got a pretty good history so far of, of being yeah. mostly correct. Master yeah, of the yeah. Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. Copy that... paste. Copy paste. Copy <laughs> paste. Kidding. Insert random Ibanez reference. Copy paste. No, 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 no. <laughs> at least, at least here's the thing for Brian. At least there are several resources you can you can just grab information from, and you know stuff like the the, the podcast is something that I, I was listening to as well. But we had guests in in previous installments where there was zero information on the internet, and you're oh, like. Wow. 30 minutes before the show and you go like, okay, what am I going to say about the guest? Hmm. <laughs> Welcome a human being. He's yeah. a fan of capacitors and resistors. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's better, Brian, a capacitor or a resistor, if you have yeah. to choose? Well, resistors resist things. Capacitors capacitate things. Right. So nothing better than a good capacitator. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. More or less. <laughs> a little butter on it, a little bit of cheese. It's good. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you're in the live chat and you've got questions for Brian, which I can see that you have, please yep. save them or please write them. I'll save them, but I won't ask them yet. And, and Dan and I will be asking questions to Brian in Brian's main section of the show, which will come after the news and the gear picks. And Brian's gear pick this week is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, it's a very, very hot take. So if you have any questions, uh, we'll save them for a little bit later. Just resist, resist the urge to spam the chat with questions for Brian. Just, just resist or capacitate. Whichever one, you know. <laughs> Do both. Why not? It's not illegal everywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Brian, we got some some news. We're going to talk about Gibson apparently winning, and how strange it was to read several articles about Gibson winning uh, their courtroom battle. No, no bigger than the herd versus Depp. Winning or losing, is. depending on whose version you read, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Spot on, yeah. Exactly. Um, I, I, I don't know. Where, where do we start? Did they win? <laughs> Did they lose? I think it's one of the rare occasions where both parties kind of came from court and they decided, okay, we won. Right. I mean, <laughs> we only had to pay 4000 Yes. They, <laughs> they have to pay us cash. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. I, I mean... I don't like lawsuits about music stuff. Like this is supposed to be fun, you know? Yeah. And instead of like, no, I designed that guitar. You should never, ever make a Stratocaster copy ever. You know, I mean, I mean, I get it, but I don't know. Can't we find anything better to do? Like watch the Johnny Depp trial, something like that. <laughs> I've, I've watched that in various TikTok installments and it seems to be entertaining. <laughs> That's all you need to know, basically, is the you know, th three minutes from TikTok. Yeah. I mean, they are entertainers, so they are right. entertaining me. It is kind of entertaining, yeah. yeah. And it's a much better source for, for memes than a Gibson trial, right? That is yeah. true. Why didn't we televise the Gibson trial? I want to know that. You know? I, I, wanted to, I would have seen it. I would have watched that. I would have Wanted definitely yeah, like, paid mm -hmm. some attention. Is, is this authentic? Is it truly authentic or is it not? That's what I want to know. You know? Maybe, well, maybe they wanted to keep it behind closed doors. I know. Yeah. I mean, according to lawyers, it's authentic in the States, but it's not authentic in Europe, which actually mm. causes some sort of discrepancy. Like, I can't really process that information. 
The so, trademarks are weird. They're, yeah. they're very strange. I've learned that the hard way. Yeah. Okay. So, do you have anything trademarked as as, as a? Oh yeah, everything is trademarked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's like you have to trademark in every country, and mm -hmm. some some countries are just like, yeah, we, they're just going to ignore the fact that that exists because we like this other company better. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's very strange. Yeah. Does one have to grease palms or anything like that? Or is it, you know? <laughs> I I have heard it doesn't hurt sometimes. Good, good so, to know. Good to know. Can, can confirm nor deny, but that's what I've heard. Good. I, I, we haven't um, trademarked guitar stories, and there is no. another guitar story episode out there occasionally from another person. I was going to say, videos. it's going to be interesting. My new guitar stories uh, uh, YouTube channel is going to be great. <laughs> I want to make sure I promote that on this. I, uh, I wish you I wish you all the wealth and fortune in the world. <laughs> I thought you some... wanted to to go for the pedal stories. Wasn't that something you discussed in the, in the show? With oh, yes. Yeah. Pedal yeah. stories. Yeah. Yeah. That and if we, uh, you know, I'd like to get into the Bitcoin space and maybe start pedal coin. Nice, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think there's room for Wampler coin. Wampler, Wampler NFTs. Coin. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we should yeah. totally do that. But is is Wampler a verb? Can you wample? Um, I do wample on the Xbox sometimes. In fact, right. that's part of my username is about getting womped. So, <laughs> right. no, and no one has noticed yet. Like no one's ever said. Are you the guy that does the pedal stuff? No one. So I'm safe. It's cool. Okay. Well, there we go. There we go. Everybody, go and find. A, well, first, go and buy an Xbox if you haven't got one, and then <laughs> and then go and log on and randomly wait around for Halo. Maybe what's what's your game of choice? Uh, right now it's Modern Warfare. All right. right now. Modern Warfare. Modern yeah. Warfare. Okay. Seems everybody's choice right now, whether they're okay. playing the game or not. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say you can switch on television or the Xbox. Uh, yeah, warfare in either cases, unfortunately. You bring up a good point, especially here in America. It's not a, it, it's it's a touchy subject. Yeah, absolutely. it is. It is absolutely. But don't worry, we can lighten the mood by saying that Sean McCartney in the chat is wampling right now. Mm. <laughs> they make medicine for that. Just you know, put a little bit on it and it'll clear it right up. Nice. Yeah, so we've got, seems like, various no opinions on the Gibson trial. Uh, as usual, <laughs> we're giving no information whatsoever and just going off on some kind of tangent. I uh, should make a, I should make a flying V-shaped guitar pedal. I wonder if that's a trademark. Oh, trademark. please. <laughs> it could be like I, a I treble know, as well. I don't even know what, which classes, product classes they have registered because is a pedal a music instrument or is it an electric device or... Uh, yeah, because you're right. Off. There's a different. You're, you're exactly right. There's like different categories you can register in, but and this is probably different in other countries. In America, you can you can kind of argue that, like for example, our tumnus, uh, we had to change the graphic on because the C.S. Lewis Foundation didn't quite like the fact that we had a little guy that looked like Mr. Tumnus, even mm -hmm. though they make nothing to do with guitar pedals mm -hmm. whatsoever. So. Um, at the end of the day, it's kind of like the person that has the most money wins. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think I mean, at some point you're like strategy. Yeah, I mean, you're like I'm not spending a hundred thousand dollars to keep a yeah. character on a pedal. So yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, well, I hope you don't sue us for doing guitar podcasts. <laughs> you, have, you have the upper hand there. Yours is actually topical about guitar stuff. Ours is ten percent. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. We we used to talk a lot about the Mandalorian. There's going to be some Obi Wan chat tonight, and yeah, probably. We we are quite disciplined of late, but um, yeah. it doesn't reflect our viewing figures. So <laughs> uh, that's why we've got people like you on the show, Brian. Oh man! All right, to, I'm in the hot to spot build then. up those numbers, to break yeah. up the numbers. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> But just like just one thought from my side, because I, I found it pretty interesting that the the EU um, trial kind of went in favor of uh, Warwick Framers, whereas the US uh, actually Gibson retained their their trademarks. And what I find interesting is that for the European um, lawyers, um, the point that the timing that they kind of registered their trademarks like 60, 70, 80 years after the actual product had been released was kind of crucial because in the meantime, it became some kind of generic shape or generic uh, uh, design. And this is something that uh, in the US trial it wasn't really addressed. And I think that's interesting where that argumentation, that, that, that train of thought kind of comes from and where it goes. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if we see a... Uh, a second step in that in that trial between Dean and Gibson, actually. So if they would challenge that again, I wouldn't be surprised in the long run. It's trademarks are weird because you read at least in America, you registered them, but you still have the trademark even if you don't register. So even if you don't formally register the product, and I'm not yep. a lawyer, so as I yep. understand, you still have the trademark, but it's just you have a little more leverage if you register it. So, like for example, I don't know, like our Plextortion or something, and I don't. I'm sure that is trademark, but if it wasn't, and another company made the made a pedal called the Plextortion, I still have grounds that I could go after them and you know cease and desist and all that sort of thing, of even course. if it wasn't formally trademarked. Mm -hmm. So it's That's a little fair. blurry, probably it's like just... copyright. Yeah, it's just like you got to differentiate between what you can you can actually trademark a brand or a certain design, and that's like that can stay forever as long as you extend it. It's costly, but you can do that. But when it comes to design, at least I think in European law, but I also think it's in the in the US, you can you uh, only have like a limited period for let's say twenty five years where you can actually generate those kind of pioneering profits. But afterwards, everyone has access to it, and then there's no differentiation. So basically, you cannot yeah, a V the the letter V. You know, mm -hmm. if you're using that, you cannot trademark the letter V, basically. But if it's in a combination with flying V, for instance, this is a, a unique uh, creation. You know, that's that's that has a, a certain dimension of creativity that is required to create that, and then you can protect that. But the shape itself is is kind of generic. So if you don't like, do a one one on one copy, it's kind of hard for to for like. It, uh, create that kind of uh, um, tr trademark or, or protection for it over over a longer period of time, you know. So um, I think, yeah, that's that's one thing that pe most people mix up between. You can protect the brand that's yours forever, like Coca Cola, but you cannot, for instance, the recipe of Coca Cola. If someone finds out, they could do a hundred percent copy of it. You can keep it secret, but once someone finds it out, there's no way you can protect that. Right. Because that's just an idea or, you know, some sort of design or, fo or, or form or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't cross those. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, I, I'll admit I checked out halfway through that. Yeah. That's why you're I, here, Dan. You're here to give the good information. I'm here I know, but, it, but no, let, let's do the fun part. I did I did some research in European uh, trademark and uh, guess, Brian. Sounds like fun. Sounds yeah, like sounds huge like fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I did that Brian. on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> But Brian, guess 
Which which uh, guitar shape does Gibson still has trademarked in Europe? There are currently uh, two designs that they still have trademarked. I would say Explorer would have to be one of them, right? It's not. <laughs> Les Paul? It's not. <laughs> I have no idea. The Stratocaster? <laughs> they Oh! The term they trademark the term road worn, and that's still a trademark. Really, they own, they own in in Europe. Yeah, there was a company that trademarked True Bypass. Oh wow, what? That's yeah. smart. Yeah, mm -hmm. is it? One I don't know if they've ever done anything with it, but they literally did trademark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's the SG SG Junior, and now here comes the fun part. The second design they they protected. It's the Firebird X. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So they protected it and then crushed them all. Right. Correct. Correct. We shall yeah. destroy this. It'll be wiped from the face of the earth. So rock and roll. <laughs> so rock and roll, Gibson. Yeah. Maybe maybe they protected it that nobody ever comes uh, gets the idea to kind of recreate that. <laughs> That's true. Okay. This doesn't this doesn't need to exist. Yeah, we'll it's extinct. It's yes. wiped off. <laughs> Let's move swiftly on to something that cost $4.6 million uh, recently. And that is uh, a... Sorry, Brian, I've just moved you off the screen there. Um, the, the Kurt Cobain Mustang that was in the Smells Like Teen Spirit video. Uh, $4.6 million. Did you buy it, Brian? That's a funny-looking Telecaster. Um, is, I did not, but I think... And I may be wrong, but I think that a guy named Jim Ursay bought that who I'm not a big sports baller, but I think he owned like the Indianapolis Colts or Indiana Pacers or some form of team around here and lives in Indianapolis. And uh -huh. he has a monstrous, Indianapolis is real close to me uh, and um, has a big guitar collection. And I think he's the one that did that. I think. Uh, according to loud. So John, so John Waller says, right. I might. He owns, he owns yeah. Indianapolis Colts. Yes. Oh, there we go. Never met him. Um, yeah, but no. Yeah, mm -mm. I don't do this. How big thing. is the, this place where you live? Is it a big place? Well, I don't live in any. I live south of Indianapolis, in uh, uh. like basically the middle of the woods. So it's there's a lot of woods here and hills, and we just have a, you know, ten acres of a compound. I call it the, the compound. It's shut off from the outside world. I don't leave much. I'm a little bit of a hermit, and I breadboard a lot. So that's you, what you I do. breadboard with the best of them i've heard live breadboarding is, <laughs> i've is never been in a competition so i can't say if i'm the best at it but uh, i certainly enjoy it you know like some people well, like by to definition look up... there you are you know because you've, you've never been beaten <laughs> there you go I, as far as in this area i'm the best by default best. yeah <laughs> wow in the compound best in best on the on the podcast right now <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the Kurt Cobain Mustang means a lot to me because that video was one of the things that was very seminal in my guitar uh, progression and my inspiration, watching that video. And there's only one... I'd quite like to own that Mustang. However, to be honest, I'd prefer to own the mop from the guy in the video who was mopping and then rocking out with the mop. You remember the caretaker in the I do. Teen Spirit yeah. video? Mm -hmm. I think that has more worth than a Fender Mustang played by Kurt in the video. Because really? it's more obscure. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd quite like to own that mop. Hmm. That might be, we might be able to make that happen. You should, you should inquire about that. 
Yeah. Who gives who gives a crap about a Mustang? There's loads of those. <laughs> Mopping's where it's at. Yeah. No, it's just I will forever have this guitar ingrained in my memory from watching that on the MTV that we had for a few months until the free trial ran out. And yeah. Hmm. Teen Spirit changed my life. That changed I was just out of high school at that time and it literally changed everything. I was in a band. So our band went from playing, you know, Dawkins type stuff, you know, basically hair metal. And we complete like everything just changed. Everything we were writing, everything just it was it was just such a change in the landscape of everything. I don't think that I don't know if that's ever gonna happen again. I, I I was thinking about this the other day, and I really don't think it will ever, ever happen on such a large universal scale. It, it, mm -hmm. I'm sure it happens, but to be such a, a change to the whole industry, um, well, not even industry, just the art of the music mm -hmm. and the way people approach playing the music, it just made it accessible again. And I, I wouldn't be here with, without that sort of, I don't want to say lowering the bar, but just the fact that it, it made guitar playing seem possible whereas i'd you know grown up with brian may and, and thought godlike you know never never possible but mm -hmm. yeah i could i could bash out come as you are half well half of it maybe you know on a good day <laughs> <laughs> could you do it left-handed though that's the question that's a really good question Ever tried i i am i am to answer yeah i have tried playing left-handed it's really entertaining <laughs> I, re I recommend it to any right-handed guitar player. Um, yeah, especially oh, if you're, I, will... I actually thought, especially if you're a teacher, trying to teach yourself how to play left-handed is a good way to explain to a, a new student how to play guitar in general because you're literally starting over, right? It's it's so alien. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I I have I wouldn't say taught. I have guided people occasionally. And um, yeah, I've done that. I've, I did teach a teach a lefty, and that was super weird. That would be weird. My nephew is left-handed, and it's very odd to try to work with him on stuff. Yeah, you know? I don't believe in it. Come on, lefties, sort yourself out. <laughs> they're faking. That's not what they're faking. You know. The the other guitar player in my band is a left-handed person, and he plays right-handed guitar. As do so many players. And why not? And yeah. he can do things I could never dream of doing because he's other way rounded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we could go on about. I could go on about that for ages, but um, I, I want to talk about some some gear. Um, I want to talk about gear picks of the week, um, mainly because of what Brian said before we started the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, he's on fire already. That's good. But before we do, Dan, I promised you, you messaged me on WhatsApp yeah. this week about the new uh, Lizzie Hale. Uh, guitar and yep. you asked me a question and i said i won't answer that question fully until we're live on the show with brian so you may okay. ask me the question again and i shall answer it thus uh now you put me on the spot i ask you how do you like no i said i actually uh, assumed that you would like the guitar yeah so the lizzie hell explorer bird which we actually talked about yep. brian on your show um mm -hmm. last week uh i like let I me should... guess you like it you said, let me guess you like it. I said, I'll tell you on the show. I should like it because, firstly, yeah. it's red and black, which are my two favorite mm -hmm. colors. And gold. Uh, and gold hardware, which works so well. Um, and I do like the Explorer. I have one. And I do like the Firebird. Don't have one, but do like it. However, what I'm most 
what most appears to me there is they've said it's an explorer bird, but all they've done is stuck a headstock on an explorer. That's not a new guitar. That's not a new design. Mm-mm. In my it's like opinion. putting new knobs on a pedal. You know? Exactly. Or taking a C.S. Lewis character off. It's still the same pedal. <laughs> just, just looks. I don't think it warrants calling it a new guitar. Yeah, I would agree. Mm-hmm. Because, but I, but I mean, I don't, I don't think this is the same way about pedals. It kind of, you guys were asking me before we started. It's the same way with guitars. Like you, if you make a guitar that's too different, I mean, yeah, it has some appeal to some people, but for the most, there's still so many people that are like. I'm going to buy another Stratocaster. I'm, I'm guilty of it. I have like eight Telecasters or something stupid, <laughs> you know? And every time I see something new, I'm like, cool, but it's not a Telecaster. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I would say I'm kind okay. of guilty. Like if it's too different, it seems like people don't like it. In the same way, like, like fuzzes. I remember when I made my first fuzz years okay. ago. And people were like, well, is it a fuzz face? Nope. Is it a big muff? Nope. Well, can you make one of those? I'm like... Go buy a fuzz face. Go buy the fuzz face. Go buy the big muff. It's out there. But I want you. I want one that you make. It's this. It's just parts. It's not magic. You run the signal through these parts, and it does the same thing. Don't so. tell people that. <laughs> yeah. There's pe- people listening to this show right now, Brian, who are not stable enough to hear that information, and I am one of them. Math doesn't change. Math is not influenced easily. So. <laughs> No, la 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 la. <laughs> we all know that the paint on the enclosure makes a difference to the type of fuzz. Oh, it does. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, about the new uh, strap that I bought today, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Progressive. Yeah, um, I saw that. My That's new gorgeous. Yeah, that is beautiful. Uh, it's a. Um, it's a Fender, firstly, so it is a Strat. It's the AVRI 62 Hot Rod. And um, so it's an Olympic white with a mint green pit guard, a rosewood fretboard, and a maple neck. But the AVR, uh, AVRI series, which is easy for you to say, is um, a good series, great vintage-inspired series, the reissue. But this hot-rodded one has a nine... Po- oh, my God, I can hear myself boring myself. And a 9.5 inch radius, <laughs> jumbo frets, and a fat C profile for big. Right. Have you ever had a guest uh, fall asleep? Like... <laughs> if we have, we haven't noticed, which <laughs> is an answer unto itself. I'm, I'm joking. No, it is gorgeous. I don't know what AVRI stands for. Reissue, obviously. But... American Vintage Reissue. Oh, I was going to guess that. Um yeah, it looks I, I think. so. It's like a '62 sort of thing. You said it has a C neck, which is a thicker neck, which fat I would C, like. Yeah, fat. yeah, I like a fat Strat neck much better than like a thinner one. Mm-hmm. A- Andy's very real instrument. There we go. There you go. I get Perfect. that. You know, I get this somewhere. You trademarked that. <laughs> I, I think I did by saying it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I brought it home. I immediately took some Scotch Bright to the neck because it was too too bright and sticky. Uh, it's amazing now. And the guy that I bought it from has managed to bend the neck plate at the back by screwing the neck on too tightly. And the <laughs> neck plate is now not exactly flush with the body. And there's a neck plate sort of indentation in the body. And the nitro is cracked. Um, well, that just gives you a gap to store your picks. I did that. He said, really? I said, there's a gap there. He said, no, there isn't. I said, look, and I put my pick in it. 
<laughs> See, there oh, you go. I guess that's, the, well, I think that's purpose. what he said. It was, that's a feature. It was in, that's a feature is what that is. Yeah, yeah. Feels amazing. Sounds amazing. Um, yeah, exactly what I need. <laughs> need. Exactly what my pocket desires. <laughs> so I can now sell my other three strats. So I'm so. curious, why this, why a strat and why not a silver sky? Actually, before I answer that, he was selling that so he could buy a silver sky. Interesting. Interesting. So yeah. the strat wasn't good enough for this person. No, and this this model uh, is very similar to the Fender John Mayer strat, spec wise. Hmm. And the reason I would not get a silver sky, there's there's a few. There's a political reason, and that is as mm -hmm. a if I I can separate the YouTuber from the guitar player, but as a YouTuber. I don't have any relationship with with PRS. Uh, I would love to have one. I've I've played some great PRS guitars, but they don't seem very interested in talking to me, so I don't want to buy one of their guitars yet. Um, the second reason it's got a seven point two five inch radius, and mm -hmm. uh, I, I need something a bit flatter for my mm -hmm. my big old bends <laughs> <laughs> with my sausage fingers. But I yeah, love the Silver Sky. I've played several. I think they're great. Uh, neck wasn't for me that's all sound great i've never really played one i mean i've played one like in a store but never taken one home and, and played it really which i think is like the true litmus right like everything sounds good in the store but... <laughs> i've experienced the exact opposite oh really well yeah. i guess to me it's like because it's new and i want to like it right yeah it's that that's sort of thing point. that's you a good know? point and then I was, I, I fool myself. I buy it, bring it home, and like after a week, I'm like, eh, probably shouldn't have done that. This kind of sucks. <laughs> well, what's, that's what's why you last... have to buy used. Buy used, and you yeah. can't return it then. So. <laughs> <laughs> Although I've sold a few pedals recently, and people, a second person has tried to return a pedal to me because they don't like the sound. I'm like, dude, you bought this used. <laughs> that's not my problem. I don't think that's how this works. Right. No, it, <laughs> You're on Amazon. Get that off <laughs> right. my chest for a moment. Right. Yeah, yeah. Is anything wrong with it? Nope. They're forty dollar pedals, a forty euro pedals. So Yeah, I mean I, I oh, how can I say this diplomatically? If I sell a pedal or a thing for a lot of money, people don't complain. When I sell something for a small amount of money, people complain. Hmm. hmm. What's the conclusion? Something about people being cheap. I was going to say people are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I should have saved myself the, it's not worth the 40 euros I, I pocketed to see those notifications on my phone and think, oh, not another one. Yeah. My kids can go hungry for a day. They'll be fine. <laughs> it's like buying I don't know like the Brit Mason Telecaster like every time I well I've had this with our hot wired pedal actually where people will buy the pedal like I don't sound anything like him when I play it I'm like you're not going to play like him <laughs> I mean if you play more like him you'll sound more like him but there's a lot going on there rather than just where to set the gain knob and the tone knob you know yeah. a lot more to it than that Again, don't don't say these kind of things on the show, Brian. You'll upset <laughs> several people. If you buy it, uh, you will sound exactly included. like him. Of course. <laughs> yeah, it it happens. But... 
Right, well, as we're into gear, let's do our gear picks of the week. Then we're going to go into our little Brian session where we find out all about his stuff and social security number and things like that. So, Sure. <laughs> I got my credit card ready, so just let me know when you need Great. that number. Great. Great. We do need the number on the back, just so you know. This is okay. security number. Got three-digit card. Gotcha. gotcha. Thank you very much. Uh, Dan, you are up first today, my all right, friend. Cool. Is that okay? Absolutely. All right. Pick the week. Yeah. So let's start. My pick of the week is a new model from Guild, kind of entry level priced. It's the Surfliner. And first thing that caught my eye is that beautiful finish. Catalina Blue reminds me of a um, teal finish that Fender used to have in the late 90s, early 2000s for the American Pro Series. And I was always a fan of this. And. Um, yeah, what also intrigued me about this guitar, it's 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 very affordable and looks like fun to play. And I saw a couple of videos, uh, uh, one with uh, Sophie Giuliani. And I just felt like it's a pretty cool instrument that you can have a lot of fun with. Spec-wise, I mean, it's 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 nothing completely, you know, spectacular. It's basically a popular body, uh, C-shaped maple neck, 25.5-inch scale, three pickups, uh, fun thing, and I'm not no fan. I'm no fan of, of switches, but the fun thing here is you have three switches that provide you access to seven different combinations, um, either in hum, uh, hum canceling mode or regular mode, and that's pretty cool because this is the point I was never really that never really I I could never really grasp. It's so logical to have switches because then you see what you're doing. Whereas if you have like a five-way switch or a push-pull, it's always, you know, you have to study it. You have to learn it by heart. Whereas with the switches, it's, it's, it's pretty obvious in which mode you currently are. So um, I'm kind of torn because I don't like the looks, but I like the, the logic behind that. And um, yeah, with Guild, I mean, it's a pretty cool model. I think we've got a couple, a couple more images as well. Um, there's a one in Sunset Orange, in White Sage, and in Catalina Blue. They look cool. They clock in at four hundred fifty bucks. Uh, I really? Like yep. I like the headstock. Hang, hang on a minute. Okay, yeah. I was expecting a lot more than that. Let's just let's just hold the train for a minute. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. So uh, I'll have a friend of mine, Matt Kimes, brought up something about this guitar that uh, I can't unsee. Are those Radio okay. Shack switches on that? Because it looks like those look like the switches on my coffee maker. To turn the coffee maker on and off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if they are, I, I well, regardless of if they are, I love them. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. It's it's a I mean it's a unique type of switch for the for something like that though, right? Usually they're slide yes. switches, right? Yes, yes. So it's, but it's it's, it's, a, it's a rocker switch, right? Is that what one yeah. calls it? A rocker switch, and it yep. does look like you, you know you're gonna get start roasting some beans or something. <laughs> But I like it. It gives it this sort of Tysco, even more Tysco-y, surfy mm -hmm. Japanese feeling, which I think is, yeah, I think it is a, a very surfy, well, I'm saying that, what's it called? The Surfliner. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that was it's not obvious. me being, <laughs> but I, if you look underneath where it says Surfliner on the thing, it says New Soul, and then it says Classic DNA, but I thought it said Classic Owner, and I was trying to figure out what an owner was, and just just me then just me okay. <laughs> i'd try one i wouldn't put a beep or something in it but i'd try one yeah hmm. yes or or at least a, a bigsby or something like that but you you, you can't with the the string through but yeah or, uh, I, mean, I don't know if bigsby work but you could figure out a way to put a bender in that yeah, yeah. 
Mm. It's probably a good bones guitar. You can you can mod the hell out of that. For, for four fifty, did you say Dan? Four hundred fifty bucks. Yeah. I. There's gonna be some people who are gonna hate that thing. I know. I dig it. But even just for just for fun, I mean, this is a cool guitar that you can buy as a third or fourth in, uh, fourth instrument, just you know, to fiddle around with it a little bit and have something that's quite unique looking. You know, if you're bored by the umpteenth uh, Telecaster or Strat or something. And never, just, never, never, I don't, never. Under, I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> I don't speak that language. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing: we, we we had that argument about the Gibson Theodore, where I where I kind of change uh, challenge you that the tulip shape is not something that's pretty unique. If you if you gave me a choice between the Theodore and the Surfliner, I'd go for the Surfliner 100, regardless of the price point, just because of the looks and the originality of it. What, was it really an argument, Dan? Yeah, I think so. Was it? Was it? Oh, I, I don't remember being an argument. I just did it I end with remember. wrestling, mud wrestling. No, 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 no wrestling. We, okay, we haven't been in the same room since. Put it that way, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the magic of the show, right? <laughs> um, well, I, I think, not that you asked me, but if I had to choose between the the, the tulip Gibson. And that surfy, mm. what's it called, surf liner? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I know the tulip is out of my price range, so I'd, I'd, I'd definitely go for the surf liner. Yeah, I think I'd it go. Sounds like more fun. I'm not a fan of the tulip looking thing. I can't help it, Brian. It's a sickness, and it's something I have to deal with. But the first step is admitting it. That's true. <laughs> That's all I know so far. If anyone has any further advice, then you know, on a postcard, please. <laughs> But yeah, I, I I dig the tulip. What's it called? The theater. Yeah. No, but that's surfing. I'm a good choice, Dan. Very shocked by the price. Very shocked by the price. Yep. Um, I'm going to go next because I have a jingle and Brian doesn't. That's for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> My pick of the week is a fuzz pedal. <laughs> <laughs> it is the F6 was 9 BC183 Fuzz Mark II from uh, SGFX. And um, yeah, I've just heard some people demo it, <laughs> not me, uh, online. And um, I thought it was excellent. Uh, I just love the, the Hendrixy vibe. And there's a certain, Brian, I'm sure you agree, there's a certain magic about a fuzz pedal when the right components are no okay now we've covered that well, um, I, mean, I mean so yes because of the way tolerance does work um uh-huh. and, and like that's probably like a tone bender type thing right so the transistors are going to make a big difference um i mean there's 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 fuzzes are a little more finicky than like your average op amp based distortion so True. there's so there I would say there are some component choices there that make more difference than they would have if you stuck in like a tube screamer circuit or something. Right. I, I do enjoy that there's a lot of marketing wording going on around this pedal. Like when I read about it on the websites and stuff, it's just it's just nothingness and then there's a full stop. Sort of you could replace any word like uh something fuzz, formula, soft relay, f- fuzz, vintage um creaminess retro tone no hassle Great. yeah i've just i've just condensed the whole thing into what, 10 seconds of right. slightly less interesting <laughs> coverage 
Yeah. Ad copy is like my least favorite thing to write. Yeah. It's but it's one hundred ninety nine dollars, which is I still think affordable, but a lot, you know not the cheapest of fuzzes, particularly when we know normally how little goes into a fuzz pedal. Um, yeah, yeah, but but I mean, the transistors could be a lot more expensive than everything than the switches, you know, which are generally more expensive. So I mean, there's a lot that goes into that, and plus on top of that, a lot of people don't quite understand that like would you say it was 150 dollars 199 199 they're, so if they're selling to a retailer they're not getting anywhere near that right mm -hmm. most of that money goes to actual retailer and then of course you have all the business expenses at the end of the day there's a lot of people building pedals that are they're like i should probably go get a job at taco bell <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, it sounds people are like you're raking in cash. Mm, eh, mm. Not always, not always. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I I see it from both sides, from the from the the purchaser and the person who's made it in the first place. I don't think one ninety nine is is a lot of money for a pedal at any day of the week. However, someone that needs to spend one ninety nine might have to question that sort of price occasionally. I. Whereas fifty bucks, yeah. you know, if it's made in in China, those people don't question that. I yeah, you're right. I really think that one ninety nine price is probably going to be more like two thirty nine here, real, real, real soon. Right. Uh, just because of inflation and the parts prices mm -hmm. are quadruple what they were, and that one ninety nine price, like that's kind of a hold back from two thousand four or five. You know, yeah. when full tone stuff was like one ninety nine, and so everyone. It was like the ceiling. You can't go more than the you can't go higher than one ninety nine, or else you start to lose people, lose customers. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, it's to the point, and this sounds ridiculous because it's one hundred ninety nine bucks, but it's almost not profitable to make a one hundred ninety nine dollar pedal, unless you outsource to somewhere overseas. Sure, mm. I I totally agree. And and if you like the sound, then one ninety nine should be uh, achievable. I I don't see how they're making pedals for one ninety nine, especially when they have to pay YouTubers like me to play the darn thing. <laughs> You'd buy it anyways, you know it. <laughs> I, I I it's excite. So the the rule of of this um, gear thing is that it has to excite you in the last seven days, and that mm. pedal did excite me when I heard it. Mm -hmm. So if I look at it on the on face value, it's another fuzz pedal, another Dallas Arbiter fuzz facey kind of thing. But I heard it. And my guitarist brain reacted to that's a nice sound. So, and, so it's um, a fuzz face type it. thing. Then. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's a one but a modernized one that you there. can you can uh, stick in the in yeah. on your pedal board somewhere. Yeah. So it's less less hassle hassle with all the vintage goodness. Right. So <laughs> I don't know if I have one. <laughs> I oh. a couple a couple reasons. So. I've been living in a vacuum for a little bit because we've been like hardcore designing new things. And so I've just been isolated away from the internet mostly. So I haven't really paid that much attention. I did see the new UAD stuff that came out, but overall, I mean, it kind of goes back to what I was saying. And I see, and no disrespect to the company that you just showed, but when I see pedals that are like another take on the fuzz face and guilty, guilty over here on this as well. It's sometimes it's hard to get really excited on, you know, yet another fuzz face or uh, yet another whatever, you know, I, I do know that there's, 
with the fuzz face circuits and the tone bender circuits, there's there's a lot more things that like I was talking about transistors. So you know, if you handpick your transistors, you can really make it sound quite a bit different than um, you know just having ten thousand of these and ten thousand transistors, and some sound good and some don't. So there's there is I wouldn't say magic, but there's some things that go into that. But overall, like, what am I excited about? I think I'm more, I'm more excited about what where I want the gear market to go more than what it's doing now. Because it kind of seems it kind of feels like, hey, look, it's another pedal. <laughs> what this one do? Well, it's got a gain control volume. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, it, and what I want is something like I don't even know what I want. I want something that's I would like something that I could control from my phone. Not that I want it to, but I want to be able to. So let's say, for example, within the phone, and probably I'm, I'm talking more digital here, right? So within the mm -hmm. phone, I want to be able to like virtually swap resistors and capacitors and stuff and kind of like breadboard a circuit on my phone, have that Bluetooth over the phone, and then I can endlessly just create stuff. Like That would be cool to me. Mm -hmm. Now, probably 99% of people that buy pedals don't want to do that. That's what <laughs> that would excite me. Yeah. I think most, I, firstly, I'm excited by what you've just suggested, but also at the same time, <laughs> I'm fully aware that most of the guitar players would say, what is this? Why do I do that? <laughs> right. It sounds the it's same. So, so much work for a little bit of it. Yeah, I get it. But if you're, if you're a, a circuit nerd, like I would probably call myself, that's kind of exciting you know so i i find it exciting uh, let's ask the people in the chat would you want a bluetooth controlled hot swappable circuity pedal <laughs> i'm trademarking that for sure um, that's that's probably the official name too uh, it is it is i've checked very catchy yeah i looked on bing uh <laughs> Richard Oliver, I don't know who this guy is, but he's in the chat saying, settle down, circuit nerd. Can you eject people? Can you eject? Those uh, I can, but not when they're so, so good at their job as Richard is, which oh. Brian tells me all the time. Richard, you should have heard the nice things he was saying about you offline. It was disgustingly disgusting. <laughs> it was awful. It was embarrassing. Yeah. Go back to your own podcast. <laughs> not really. Not really. As long as, as long as that's the last, you know? Yeah. there's some fighting talk he'll eject you apparently my goodness never had such know. animosity on the show before. i don't know whether no. I, you know i should be flattered or okay all right i'd stay in the compound if i were you mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's a good idea well brian do you have uh with all you've said do you have a, a gear pick of the week oh you i never really actually answered your question today not really you danced around it uh let's see let me google for new product releases this week um <laughs> now it's know, getting if, fun if if you that's how we do it <laughs> i mean uh, if, we... if you're like decide right now without taking in any more new information i'm probably going to say i think the idea of what uad did with their tweed blackface and Vo was it vox like a voxy thing right um mm -hmm. i think that was pretty cool. That's something that I wanted to do about four years ago and just just never happened for a bunch of different reasons. So I'm excited that someone actually jumped on that and did that. 
Um, and I was talking to Henning Polly this morning. Um, and I think, I think he was like making a video or something about him. And he said that they were just like incredible, like some of the best, most amp like including IRs and that sort of thing, pedals that he's had for a long time. So now he's got me wanting them, but that's probably my, that'd probably be my next purchase or a tube screamer. One or the other. <laughs> what about a telly with a tube screamer built in? Mm. Oh, here's something. What about um, strap pick guards with effects built in that you could just hot swap? So, like, I know that the guitars with effects built in are, are, is not new, but you could just bring out a pick guard that has a fuzz pedal in it. Yeah. I, I, you remember the, the, hmm. the core Chaos Pad equipped RGs? You could do all crazy stuff with it and it still didn't sell no. well. No? When I was younger, much younger, we had something called the Sears catalog. You probably didn't have it over there. No, but no. it had a music set. It was like big, thick catalog. had everything in it. And it had like the music section. And I'm talking like seven-year-old me, right? And mm -hmm. there was like, I think it was made by Harmony. But it was a guitar that had like all the effects on the pick guard, like you just said. And I always wanted one because I thought that was a fantastic idea. But I never I, got one. I'm is it still... the K one you're talking about? It might have been K. Yeah, it was. It was. A I, I have like a that. K Les Paul that I bought fairly recently and still haven't plugged in, and it's got lots of effects on. That, yeah, that always seemed very cool to seven-year-old Brian. But I've never played one, and cool I probably will never buy Andy. one. Do it. It's very cool to forty-year-old Andy. I, oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> switch is. I love switch. <laughs> It's not Bluetooth enabled, though, is it? Mm -mm. Where's that? Although mm -mm. I must admit, I like to keep my phone far away from my pedals. I'm... I like the noise it represents. It it adds a new effect. Yeah, yeah, some mm -hmm. old, some good, and it depends where you are, and you never <laughs> recreate the exact same sound ever again. That's true. I mean, it's not very. I mean, I get it. It's not very useful. Like if you're in a gig, you're like, hold on a second, I need to change R10 in this. Hold on. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so not very useful, but, you know, if you're just sitting around at home and you want to mess around with sounds and you like stuff like that, in fact, I'm going to write a note, create new product. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, um, Are you talking about, like, modeling the different resistors and then changing them digitally? You'd have actually... to. Yeah, you'd have so... to. You'd, you'd have to model it, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, modeling of a sort, yeah. Because I, I, you can't physically move. A, I mean, I guess you could make something that used relays to change the parts. That'd be a lot of relays, and it'd be a big breadboard too. And it, you wouldn't be able to move it very well. Bunch of money. Be, you'd be like one of the, you know those people that have like gigantic train tracks and stuff in their basements. Mm -hmm. You'd be like that, but it'd be a breadboard. Yeah. And just know? one pedal. And just one, pe <laughs> one pedal, right? <laughs> A fuzz for sure. Have to be. What about moving parts on pedals, Brian? Why, why don't we see that? Like a pedal that's also uh, a fan that could keep your feet cold, cool, or or, uh, or spins around and displays the name of your well, band. Or... We did make a pedal called the Hair Sorcerer as a joke once, and it had uh -huh. a fan in it. Um, but you got, you have the Chase Bliss stuff. Or you motorized faders. I mean, that's not a new thing. True. But True. Chase Bliss did that. So, I mean, I don't know what you'd want to move around. Would you want it to like spin around in a circle while you play? Because now you have a connection problem. 
Yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't have a problem. That's that's definitely on on your side of the that's table. That's the engineer's right? problem, right? <laughs> yeah, Just make that's... it happen, dork. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, we have to find out. Um, I don't know how we're going to do this. This is falling apart wonderfully. Uh, I have that uh, effect. No, definitely. It's, it's an honor. Which of the gear picks, if there were three, are the best? I mean, a little game that we play called Buy, Borrow, or Burn. And in this, Brian, in this hypothetical situation, you have to buy one, you have to borrow one, and you have to burn one. And that, That's the only rules. Okay? Why? There's, there's no... Because we were because. short of a segment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one's ever asked that question before. Why? Therefore, I refuse to answer it. <laughs> so people in the live chat, get ready to let us know which one you would buy, which one you'd borrow, which one you'd burn. And um, I think there were three picks, and I think Brian's was the uh, UAD. Mine, yeah, we'll call mine the UAD one. Okay. Any of those, those two pills. Yeah. All right, here we go then. Dan, will you choose for Brian, please? Oh, okay. You've got to guess. You've got to guess what you think Brian's going to do. So we have the the Surf Liner from Guild. Yep. We have the Solid Gear, Solid Gold Effects um, Fuzz. The F6 was nine. And then the UAD pedals. Mm -hmm. Which would Brian right. buy? Which would he borrow? Which would he burn? Wow, that's a tough one. I know that that, that Brian's a telly fan. We discussed about it already at length. So I'm not sure if he'd be too invested in in trying the the surf caster uh, kind of thingy. Um, yeah, I still I still go with um, borrow borrow the guild, buy the UAD pedals and burn the hendrix clone it's just a game brian what why do we, i still don't know why why can't we buy borrow or sell that seems a little more because that's not yeah. alliteration brian with a b <laughs> <laughs> we, all right we can buy borrow or brian <laughs> uh, so i'm probably hmm, i don't need another that? i don't need another guitar i, I would probably burn the guitar it's wood it's going to burn. You can okay. cook. You can cook over the fire. So you can still make use of the energy okay. that's coming out from the guitar. Okay. Uh, borrow the fuzz because I, I just breadboard that. And then buy the UAD pedals because that's too hard to breadboard. All right. So it was like 33% right. <laughs> okay. I would have guessed the same as you, Dan, just so you know, just to show some team, team support there. Okay. 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 Brian, who do you want to guess for? Dan or me? Uh, I'm going to guess you, Andy, because I know you, you want the guitar. No, I don't know. You'll That's borrow the guitar, statement. you'll buy the fuzz, and you'll burn the UAD just for spite. No. Okay. Okay, so then what? you're going to do I get second chances? What yeah, do I get not? if I win? If I if I win, what do I get? Do we I can rename it to Buy Borrow or Brian. I'll tell you I promise you now. We'll name it to, we'll name it after you if you get it right. Buy a borrow or dummy. 
Um, <laughs> okay, so you're going to buy the guitar, borrow the uh, borrow the uh, fuzz, and you're going to burn UADs still. Nope. Okay, so you're going <laughs> to <laughs> borrow the guitar, burn the fuzz. No, 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 no. Burn the guitar. Hell, I don't know. I give up. You know what? Yes, I'm, you, I'm you got one I'm out of done. three then. I'm, I'm, I'm just, going I'm to... I would buy, <laughs> I would buy the UAD. I would borrow the fuzz, and I would burn the guitar. I would, I would hate myself for burning that guitar, but I'd want to play it first. As long as I get to play it first, you know, I'd, I'd definitely have to burn it. I'd be okay with that. But I really want to try that fuzz. But the UAD stuff seems so good. I haven't tried it yet, but so many people that I respect have said it's phenomenal. And Henning Pauly, he also said it was phenomenal. <laughs> people I really like, and also Henning, and Henning. Said it. yeah, yeah. I, I have to, um, yeah, I have to put that at the top of the list, right. even though it's okay. the priciest. And the fuzz, I can't really burn a fuzz because it was my. I just don't want to lose. It was my suggestion. <laughs> Plus, I think the neck of the gill is not going to be to my liking, because they they never are these things that look nice. They're always flat and small and modern. Mm. Ooh, yeah. It's nine point nine point five radius. Just saying. Radius is good, but what's the what's the neck profile? What's what's the thickness? Know, like, is it good thick... and chunky? Probably. If it is good and chunky, I take it back. Okay, I take <laughs> it back, and I will <laughs> buy two guitars and burn the other things. All right. Uh, what does the neck say? It's set and finished. No, they say it's fast playing, so it's probably not super chunky. Mm, it's yep. a thin modern one. C. Blech. Yeah. Blech. All right. Blech. Still. So sorry, Brian. Sorry, mate. Sorry. That's that's. Yeah, <laughs> Brian doesn't know me, <laughs> but I did choose your pick as my as my buy. That's that's a compliment. That is a little bit of a compliment. I mean, you didn't choose a Wampler, but it's fine. It's fine. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I choose one of your Plextortion supervisors. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, and then I get to guess for Dan. Here we go. Yeah. I am going to guess that Dan would. Buy the guitar, borrow the UAD, burn the fuzz. 100%. Boom. Go, Andy. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Thanks. Spot on. Yeah. I mean, he knows that I'm not a fuzz guy, so I don't have use for it. It's show 72. By now, I should know a little bit. Yeah. Um, also, you'd pick your own pick because you're quite competitive and you want to win, so... Why would you wait? Wait, 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 wait a second. Usually, I don't do that, right? <laughs> no, but when you honestly, when you pick, when you pick a guitar and it isn't an Ibanez, then I know that you must actually really enjoy something about that guitar. So that That's puts right. it automatically to the top. Yeah. On the and other the hand, UAD would, stuff I, seems really good. I wouldn't pick an Ibanez if I wasn't enthused about, because I didn't get paid for that show. All right. Yeah, but you're enthused about most of the stuff that you guys produce. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad we didn't have a one pedal in the mix. That would have been embarrassing. That would have. What's the what's the latest release? I wonder what's the latest release from Romplo? Um, I can't tell. It's No, 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 not the new one. What's the oh, latest that you've The last thing? Unveiled? Oh, you put me on the spot, and I don't remember past yesterday. Um, let's see. We did a bell. We've done a dual pantheon. I think the dual pantheon. 
Okay. Last or was it winter? the Gearbox? Which no, came Gearbox. first, Gearbox or Dual Pantheon? Gear, I think Gearbox was. Where's Richard at? Where's he in the chat? He would. You know. rejected him. You, you, uh, you threw him out, man. Oh, <laughs> Pantheon Deluxe. Yeah. So yeah, there he Pantheon is. Deluxe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's he's my memory bank. You know, he's like I my hope external. He's... I hope he's billing you for these hours. You oh, he's billing your... bill me for everything. <laughs> he's like, I'm like, what do you, what's, what's these four hours about? I was thinking, I was dreaming about pedals. <laughs> like, you can't bill me for your dreams. Like, somebody's got to pay this. <laughs> well, let's see what people bought and borrowed. Let's, let's push this section of the show even further. Um, Amanda Coombs agrees with you, Brian. So now you're best friends with Amanda from Canada, and you could not have chosen a better best friend. Oh, I saw him. Uh, Valeria would buy the UAD pedals, burn the fuzz, <gasps> and take it on a ride with the Surfliner, which she'd borrow. Fair, fair. Gary O'Neill would borrow the guilds, buy the fuzz, and send the UAD to Brian. Oh, that's so sweet. It's another, another nice little friend that Brian's gained through the show. Bro, Fergie in France would burn the fuzz disgusting borrow the surf liner buy whatever brian said the uad pedals <laughs> and perfecto de castro perfecto de castro is here hello uh he just wrote buy always I yeah don't... in other words why would you ever sell or burn i i'd have to agree with that like look behind me i have well you can't see very well but i've got way more stuff than i would ever need wait there you go yeah, I mean, that's way more than what anyone needs, you know? Then you need to burn some stuff, dude. Bite your tongue, Mr. Ferris. <laughs> <laughs> I need a spray bottle. I can spray you. No! No! <laughs> Don't make suggestions like that. You get people coming up to me at guitar shows and, you know, spraying me with... Actually, we'll leave it there. Um <laughs> <laughs> I saw the satchel video behind the scenes. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that section was a complete catastrophe, but also a success. I loved it. I enjoyed it. Let's, um, play, let's get Brian to commit to a topic. Uh, that happen. Let's play Let's Talk Brian Wampler with Brian Wampler, uh -oh. possibly the second most qualified person to talk about that subject. Possibly so. Yeah. Um, but Richard's here, just in case. I was going to say, I have my hard drive back up, so we're yeah. good. Good. Let's yeah. do it back. Okay, well, people in the live chat, we do. People in the live chat, if you have questions for Brian or, indeed, Richard, then uh, now's the chance, <laughs> now's the chance to, um, to get them in. As we... <laughs> Brian Wampler, Wampler Pedals, CEO, Compound Dweller, Breadboard, aficionado and so far champion of the brian wampler breadboarding championship welcome to the show <laughs> i got a gold medal in that actually thanks for having <laughs> me i uh, appreciate you calling me you probably wonder why i called you guys um yeah little yeah chat. yeah so i figured uh you know we talk about pedals today right yeah if that's the way the cookie all crumbles right. all right so what's your questions for me this is gonna be i've got 10 minutes let's go Dan is loaded and uh -oh. inspired. Uh, I, heard a, I had a mover, I had a piece of paper sort of make a little piece of paper noise then, so I'm a bit worried. <laughs> no, like, no I, uh, nothing. No, it's just, no. Um, 
I'll be, I'll be interested. We we uh, touched base earlier on on the whole um, the market situation, and I found it pretty interesting that you have such a very hot take on certain things. And I'll, I'll be interested to do you think that the whole the whole pedal market at the moment is saturated because or oversaturated mm. because we see so many like smaller companies kind of skyrocket, like Beatronics. We 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 had them on them on the show as well, uh, kind of skyrocket to a height, and maybe we're going. 150 miles on a street where you should only go 80 miles is that is that something that you see that the market could could either plunge or is that still a development that's still hot it's been a it's been a really interesting time i think since 2020 with all the covid stuff mm -hmm. it seemed like um I'll get myself back in frame a little bit it seemed like there were so many more people that jumped into the pedal game which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. I mean, it's obviously a lot of fun if you like messing with electronics and making sounds and you play guitar and therefore it's, you know, it's fun to make something and then be able to actually use it, right? But I think it is completely oversaturated. I think, I think the guitar market's oversaturated. I think the amp market's oversaturated. I think there's just so much stuff. I think there's too much music. Now, I, I, I know it's hard to say. But there's like so much music, you can't consume it all, it, and it means something totally different now. Yeah, and I think okay. I, I I think these are all like parallels. That's why it seems I'm skipping all over the place. I know, but these are all like parallels in the same way that there's so many pedal builders and so many amp builders, so many guitar builders, and so many musicians creating music, and so many people that are trying to get people to listen to their streams. It's just it's yeah. so niched and segmented, segmented down now mm -hmm. that it's. Um, I mean, it is what it is. There's no. It's not going to go back to anything. You know, mm -hmm. it's. I mean, it's no, probably only. only get, yeah, it's only going to get more fragmented as we go. But so, do you not think it's it's fluctuating? It's it's very unsettled. Like like as you said with streaming and stuff and 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 pedal yeah. companies popping up. Uh, it's it just I, I'm just so confused by how much is on offer. Just overwhelmed right and, and it's it's because i don't know why well let me back up a little bit since there <laughs> is so much <laughs> since there is so much at least the way it feels to me is whenever a company releases a product everyone's like hell yeah for about three days and then after that yeah. fourth or fifth day they're like when when's somebody yeah. gonna release something new you know like where yeah. it didn't like five years ago or whatever whenever you release a product like it went, it just kept going for a while. And now it's like, mm -hmm. it's almost like it's a throwaway attitude in a way. It, mm -hmm. It's very, uh, yes. it's a TikTok mentality, right? You've yes. got There's 30 seconds. scrolling through the release. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you've got, uh, scroll to the next pedal release. Right. Um, I don't, I don't know where it goes. I mean, exactly. Okay. I, I know, I mean, I can tell you like the things that I'm interested in is like, I want to diversify in a lot of different areas, both like in hardware and software. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. A lot of times what happens with companies like us is we'll try something. And if no one buys it, then we're like, Oh, that didn't work. Don't do that mm. anymore. Mm. AKA bass guitar pedals. I love bass guitar pedals. Nobody <laughs> buys $200 bass guitar pedals. No. I mean, some people do, but not like guitar pedals. So it's became non not profitable to make bass guitar pedals. Except for dark glass, they do great. True, you know. So I, I mean, continue. It's a, a lot of unfortunately a lot of the business stuff is like 
not necessarily what do I want to do. It's more like what's going to. That's funny. He just got water all over. Just you. got water all over. <laughs> I literally saw it. splash. Um, <laughs> lucky this is not an atmospheric podcast and, and live show. <laughs> uh, I lost my train of thought. Somewhere in there, there's a point. Somewhere there in was. that ramble. Yeah, yeah definitely. It was, it was about half an hour ago. And, right. um, <laughs> but Brian, to further on from that question, is there anything you as Wampler Pedals can do to 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 influence the future and to to let, help it settle a little bit or is it totally out of control from somebody well, I, needs to stop josh scott he's out of control <laughs> out of control this man i love josh but i mean i i honestly think he i don't want to like say he he's the problem but he i think a lot of his show and a lot of what his show's done is brought a lot of awareness to people for all these different pedals, and it's completely changed the market at times. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I don't think anyone saw that coming. Yeah. No, I mean the the special he did on Behringer was was it changed everything. Um, yeah. Just suddenly everybody needed to buy the SF three hundred, and I just happened to have three of them. So of course you do, because two two is one one not enough. You know, exactly. four is one too many. Well, one is for modding and just, well, I should say modding, breaking. One is for breaking. <laughs> two is for keeping stock. Or, and then the third one is for actually modding and saying, oh, okay, maybe I don't break this one. What do you mean <laughs> with keeping stock? You're not a retailer. <laughs> no, no, not <laughs> keep in stock. Keep stock settings. Oh, yeah, don't like, mod it. Leave oh, it oh, stock. Okay, okay. Keep keep stock settings. Keep okay. in stock. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you say, if you if you keep stuff in stock, you're not a collector. You're an investor or something. You know, it's just. I'm not, not an investor. <laughs> Twenty dollar pedals. That's where it's at. That's the future. Yeah. You know, you say that, but probably so. I mean, that the cheaper price pedal market is definitely growing and growing and growing, mm-hmm. and, which doesn't mean, I mean, it. I think. And in the future, there'll be more variety. It seems like a lot of the cheaper pedals are basically clones of other popular pedals, yeah. right? And I think mm-hmm. at some point, I think there's, there's going to be, there has to be more companies that kind of do more extravagant things that aren't necessarily clones. Like maybe, maybe they actually make some unique circuits. It could happen. Maybe. Absolutely. There's some good brains coming mm-hmm. in there. They're just, yeah, there's they're some, just doing... yeah, absolutely for sure doing what they're told so, can we go to the live chat for a question because fergie in france has asked um, is a pedal collaboration a possible future avenue like the angry driver from boston and josh yeah those those things are complicated and if so what? i mean if say again if, if so, so what what would you what would you like to collaborate or who and and on what platform oh i mean i think all of us pedal builders have talked at one time about collaborating in a way i mean i think Robert Keeley is a dear friend and we've talked a lot about maybe doing something together quite a bit, but there's just, there's so many moving parts to it. Um, like who, who builds it, you know, who like just all those sorts of things. What, mm-hmm. what is an expense versus what's profit. And when you start getting into like a lot of ugly areas that you really don't want to talk about in regards to the nasty side of business in general, um because i mean at the end of the day it is capitalistic right and the idea of sure. capitalism is to kind of like make as most the m- most amount of money that you can which is sometimes an ugly experience uh 
but um or can be anyways but ultimately i think i wouldn't be against it i just think it would have to look right i, I think the boston jhs thing was cool mm-hmm. I, I think it would be cool if boss did that with a lot of builders and just had like a series of like their collaboration i, I, I like boss is a company that i've respected that's for a, a long great time. idea Mm, boutique you know? collection yeah. or something like that yeah uh, and mxr i think was mxr or dunlop uh they almost did that you know a few years ago with uh because then boss would build it i assume because i'm assuming that boss built the angry driver because it's, yeah it's the boss enclosure i think so um yeah. well they, they've just um they've just not lost lost is the wrong word they've just had a, a retirement and the top yeah top brass so yeah yoshi's been i'm expecting ever. change yeah yoshi mm-hmm. did amazing stuff and right when there's someone whoever comes in now is going to want to make a mark and that's that's a great yeah. idea yeah i mean you know it's funny when i first started boss was <laughs> kind of in the gear forums right the the gear pages of the world people looked at boss like it was just a cheap inferior product and uh, i mean, personally i never really thought that that's why i was like modifying them because the circuits were always they're always unique i mean from like a circuit designer when i'm looking at stuff i look a lot of times i'll just stare at a schematic i'm like there's bits of circuits that i've never like i have no idea how this works and it makes me want to like i'll recreate it i'm like oh that's a cool freaking circuit and you don't see that that often in the metal world, you know? So, I mean, from my perspective, like they're just, I just have huge respect for the, for those guys. Hmm. So I would, I would, I so all that to say, boss, sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say all that to say, I think they should make a series of pedals that, you know, maybe do so, do something with Jamie for Earthquaker for sure. You know, I, I would love oh, to do yeah. something with them. Uh, Keeley and Walrus. And I mean, like, you know, all, obviously can't name everyone but i mean i think there'd be a series of those pedals would be really cool as as someone that wants to buy the pedals i would buy all those Hmm. you know i i think richard is now making notes and sending emails that he's on double (laughs) time brian shut up brian shut up (laughs) (laughs) um Let's go back to the chat. I know Dan's got some amazing questions, but some I want to give the chat people so some quick answers from Brian. Is Brian going to do a live Univibe breadboard for us at some point? Yes or no? Mm, I guess is, is the answer to that. No. There we go. Next question. You know, well, I mean, it's, I have to explain it. So with Sorry. so analog Univibe is what I'm going to call that because in digital you can do it. We did it on the Terraform, but with analog. In my opinion, the best way to do that is to use two parts that require complete darkness. Breadboard is obviously in light because you got to see. So I don't think you ever really truly accurately get that unless you somehow enclose it perfectly. And even then, the spaces in between the parts need to be pretty precise. And it's it's kind of I mean you can kind of fudge it and bend it a little bit, but it's not exact. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I've never. Oh, why not? Maybe so. I just came around 180 tonight. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. not. But not possible. Probably, but probably, probably so. Yeah. Redboarding <laughs> by night. That's a good segment. That may that may be a fun. Th- Thank you. That might actually be a fun YouTube video. Yeah. Can you breadboard in the dark? 
<laughs> no, no, yes. That's, Just I mean, a black screen and you're going, yes, I've done it. You, you can breadboard in your underwear. I've done that quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, um, can I, Dan, can I ask one more question from the chat cool. and then we'll, we'll go to yours just because uh, there's some really good ones this week and, and people are actually having relevant questions um, and good ones. From Gary O'Neill, what's, what's Brian's pedal that he's most proud of? And if he could, oh, that's two questions. And if he could have made something that's still on sale at the moment, what would it be? So I, pedal I'm most proud of. Hmm. I, I get asked that question a lot. It's kind of like, which one of your kids is your favorite? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't mean that disrespectful, but I mean, it, that's, that's kind of, it's like, I don't know. I like each thing for, for different reasons. Um, golly, the thing I'm most proud, probably the thing I'm most proud of is like, and this kind of sounds cheesy, but it's like the very first distortion pedal that I got to work. I'm like, hell yeah, I did it. You know, <laughs> um, as far as production stuff, like I'm always, every time I complete something, I'm like, that is the best insert, whatever distortion overdrive, whatever that I've ever done. And then I play it for the next six months then you know, like, pro, like we're testing prototypes and tweaking this and tweaking that. And then a year later we came out with the pedal. And by that time I'm like, I'm so sick of this pedal. <laughs> um, just because like, I've had so like, I've just been playing it so much. It's, it's like eat, eating uh, ham and cheese every day for a year. Um, so, I mean, so there's a lot of stuff <laughs> A lot of stuff like that that I'm looking at. Plexi Drive was probably like when I think of terms of tone, even though it's a simple circuit, I just like it. I can use that 99% of the time, and it just works for me. It work, for for the stuff I play, it just works. Um, what was the second question? If I can make something uh, this... still on sale, I don't. You know, and I did a video about this, like why we discontinue pedals. I mean, there's a lot of pedals, like the. Well, the Ace 30 something was would be uh, the Ace 30 slash 30 something. Two different names, same pedal. Got a season desist from Vox and it was stupid. But anyways, um, so yeah. So anyways, that pedal, I liked it because it was, I liked it because it changed my clean tone into something that approximated a, a, a Vox a lot more. And that was incredibly useful for me, like playing live. Um, because it wasn't like it was analog modeling, right? In a way. Mm -hmm. And, um, it did okay for a while, but you know, once sales start trickling down, you have to make a decision. Do we continue to make this pedal that's selling 20 pedals a month or whatever, or do we free up resources and, you know, continue on with something new? And generally that's the way the business goes. It usually the business doesn't really care about your feelings, unfortunately, not your public feeling, but my feelings. So it's all numbers. I really enjoyed the journey you took us on then. Thank you. Very much. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, people say that I just tend to ramble on and sometimes I never get to a point. I don't see it myself that much, but I'm kidding. No, that had levels, man. <laughs> <laughs> that had levels of intensity. And uh, <laughs> there was a, a B story and a C story. I, I, I loved it. <laughs> I think you asked the question, and, and that's. I did. I yeah. hope I did, because a lot of times when I when I start talking, I forget the entire question. See TikTok so, generation again, uh, right? Yeah. I've, you, you young my people in your phones. My therapist says I have ADHD, but I don't believe it. <laughs> 
So, but in in a similar line with with uh, with what you just replied on, um, do you see that for for OnePlus that the actual product lifecycle of the pedals has has decreased? So that they because we talked about the attention yeah. span, media from sure. the end consumers. Good question. Yeah, I mean, oddly enough, depending on the pedal. So there's okay. some pedals that I'm like, how are we still selling this much? Like years later. Uh -huh. And then there's some stuff I'm like, why did that literally fall off a cliff? And sometimes I don't know. I mean, I wish I could point to like, oh, here's the problem. It's that damn Josh Scott. Um, but it's not like it, <laughs> it's not. <It's> <laughs> I, I love giving Josh crap. He's literally one of my favorite people. Um, but uh, again, question. The question you asked me. Product was, life cycle. Reduce. Yes, thank you, yeah. thank you. Okay, um, I think it, again, it just it it depends on the product. Like for example, our tumnus, we we still sell a ton of tumnuses, mm -hmm. and I love that circuit. But I'm I'm often surprised that it just continues to, you know, keep on going. Eagle compressors, another one. We've been selling eagle compressors for years. Um, and I have a couple other compressor designs that I want to come out with, but I also don't want to like destroy what the ego compressor is doing, you know? Yeah. So kind of watch and see and wait, but then uh, like the fuzzstration we had, which I actually like that fuzz circuit. Um, it did really well. And then all of a sudden it was like, <whistles> and it kind of recovered a bit, but not as much as I would have thought. And, why i don't know probably because that richard oliver guy did the graphics on that i think i think he did actually i don't but know if he did that or not i mean that may have been jason wilder anyways it's black and red and white it's the right choices yeah i mean it's a cool pedal it really is and i like the graphics on it too but it's big that might be it, it might be just too big mm. Mm. you know i turned it sideways instead of vertically it's landscape if you will i will yeah, yeah. I, like <laughs> I, I like it when you do, Andy. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to sit on that for a moment. Completely off track now. I, in fact, I'm going to take myself. Hang on. Let, let me take myself back about seven years to when I bought Brian Wampler's book, and I was reading through it with my boss DS1, and now I'm sat here a f quite a few years later in this conversation and you're like he actually <laughs> is insane huh. <laughs> oh, should have downloaded it <laughs> it's not too late you still can so <laughs> yay mm. um dan you had yeah. a great question about the supply chain, and I don't want to steal that question <laughs> from you. So I've given okay. half the question away, but I'll let you ask. I think that's the most Sorry. boring question on my question list. <laughs> I, I have yeah, but to, we've I, got we have Brian Wampler to answer the question. So the question may be boring, but I think the answer is going to be insightful, I'm a, interesting. I'm a hundred percent sure. Okay, so with the whole <clears> supply chain chaos that the manufacturers are facing, and in every parts of the world in in every Oop. every segment yeah <laughs> what what do you think are the ramifications especially for pedal builders do we see steep price increases do we see shortages of product do we see uh maybe discontinuation of certain certain uh, circuits or certain types of pedals what do you, what do you think is the is the outlook not just like uh, yeah. short or midterm but what, like in long term what's the outlook i would argue that you've seen all that 
actually, before I really dive deep into that, I got to mention April Kurtz's response because it literally made me about pee my pants. And she said that turned weird quick. <laughs> yeah, I, I, my stuff usually does go weird. Um, anyways, so that's why they're here. That's why they're here. <laughs> so, yeah, all of that's happened. So, not, I mean, not only are, I, I was mentioned that $199 pedal is probably not going to be $199 for long. That's mm -hmm. because parts are being are, are more expensive. There was a, a lack of spin chip. Spin is the type of chip that a lot of people use for digital stuff. Um, so you had a couple past years where there wasn't a whole lot of, you saw a lot of overdrives and analog, and, uh, you know, analog stuff because there were no, there wasn't many chips available for digital. Um, and a lot of, in the pedal world, you get a lot of people that use Dream and a lot of people that use Spin. Um, so that did create kind of a deficit and with with some stuff and um and other time yeah there's been other products that people just discontinued because they couldn't get things anymore mm -hmm. so i think i mean i i think all of the above unfortunately it, it ha has happened to a degree and probably man i don't want to say it i would never wish it on it but i think it's probably going to get worse hmm. um if i'm in and i'm i'm completely like I said, I'm pretty isolated, so I don't read a lot of the news necessarily, but I just looking at what's going on in America, we're kind of effed. <laughs> That's how I feel a lot of the time. Like there's a lot of it, stuff's getting pretty weird, you know, and it, and it's, it's pretty nerve wracking a lot. Hmm. So yeah. I hope, and I think that, I think that translates to every industry. I hope it does it, but I think that it, it really starts affecting everything hmm. and i don't know i don't know what the solution is what would what would ceo brian wampler answer to to the question like how can you prevent wampler pedals as a company to take a hit from that and kind of thrive and and go on with with releasing great products that are still bought and you know grow further in my opinion it's just diversification Okay. Uh, you know, like I said, we're mo mo I want to I want to do more in software and hardware. So, I mean, ideally, I don't know if this is going to happen, but my perfect world, we would start doing amps and guitars and keyboard equipment and, and then plugins and apps and like like little where we can and try to figure out like where do we fit and how do we how do we take how do we leverage our existing customer base. And, you know, just kind of grow more income streams. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I mean, I think that's what businesses will have to do. And even outside of just guitar pedals. Um, so are but, we going to see some, some Wampler plugins? Is that you've sort of... I hope so. We've, de we've developed some in the past. Um, in fact, we, we have some you can download, I think. I think it's if you subscribe to our newsletter list. I think you we have some some plugins from the Terraform that we did that you can download for free. Uh, Richard, you may want to correct me if I'm wrong if you're still on here. Um, <laughs> he, he's he's the one that's like money. nope, not anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I would I would love to. I, I think the plugin market though is another area that's just so many people now that are creating plugins that have spent the past two years learning how to create plugins. So that's another area where it's completely saturated. So I wouldn't like I don't ever see uh, 
us like, all right, we are now the plug-in company. I don't think that'll necessarily happen, but how cool would that be if, uh, you know, we came out with a pedal and you had a plug-in you could immediately use with it as well. Yeah, yeah that'd be super cool. cool. Okay. That may happen. You never know. Oh, okay. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> I'd like to have, like, Brian's um, breadboarding guide thing, like, where you could, like, you could breadboard along with you like you know virtually with with have a virtual breadboard and move like there is really go, oh, see i've, I've I, had I, people I, ask me but i was like i was like i think that maybe like there'd be like three people you know they'll do it i think if you did it the right way like if there was you had a sample of guitar playing going you could press the loop play button and then you could just experience what happens if I do this? And and then oh now no sound. Why is that? You know, I, I don't think I don't know if there's a big market for it and it would probably result in a lot more pedal companies springing up. Um Yeah. But I, I, mean, I, I, I personally I, would find that fun. I kind of have like a, a little passion in like taking a lot of these concepts and really kind of just dumbing it down as much as I like buying it in so the average person can do it. And I guess that's probably because that's where I was at. You know, I was just a, a guitar player who went to college and I, I knew I liked stuff to do with guitars and I saw someone else who could modify pedals and he said, you just change a few parts. You know, you got to learn to read schematics, which are like blueprints. And I was working, I know how to read blueprints, so it can't be that different. And so I just self little by little. But sometimes when you ask an engineer something, they're like, well, you see, it depends. Uh, it's kind of really around the impede. And you're like, shut up, dude. Like, how do I make <laughs> a boost? What parts do I connect to make a boost? You know? Um, so I kind of have to like, help people do that. Hmm. I would like to do that. If I, if I can make it. And again, it has to be. There, I got so many. And I still, at the end of the day, I have to pay a house payment. I need to be able to to do it in such a way that it's going to at least beneficial for everyone. Because because if it doesn't make any money, then I know me, I'll I'll just lose in thirty seconds. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, or else I'll be like breadboard another tube scraper today. You know, yeah. very very good. So like, it, there's several <laughs> things that have to happen for it to, to actually develop. Yeah. I feel like I, all right. I, say something that people are like hell is he talking about <laughs> i i don't know i just i'm not i'm not leaving that idea of like a a monthly subscription of breadboarding with brian it could be the, just the alliteration <laughs> that i like the jingle you know, no breadboarding with brian with brian <laughs> you know virtual master like classes I mean, right Pedal yeah, that's. Yeah. I'd have to be a jingle and then go from there. That's... <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. Judging by some things I see online, no, you don't. No, you really don't. You just have mm. to get the right copy. <laughs> but I, I think you're respected enough and knowledgeable enough to at least get away with it for a while. Surely, I surely can teach people how to make a buffer and a fuzz pedal. No, there you go. All right. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I've seen you. I've seen your videos. You do. You do pretty good stuff. I saw you do the um. What was the the, katana thing, where you 
made it into you made your little katana head into uh you had an external jack oh, yeah, my, my mini that's yeah. cool yeah yeah great that's fun awesome. uh, yeah. One of the limitations, you know, pushing my limitations Absolutely. right to the maximum there and didn't kill myself or set anything on fire. Win, win, win. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time, though. The fire is the fun part. Yes. Yeah. Almost had a fire at my practice session last Friday. I jumped a plexi amp and it started sort of smelling really bad. So there was okay. something wrong with channel one of the amp. And then I got an electric shock and uh, still here, but slightly yeah, those can kill you frizzy so be, be careful frizzy, yeah yeah well, I, I, all i did was jump a channel one and channel two that's all i did with a little little patch cable then i got an electric shock hmm. i blame marshall so i sent the amp did you check the impedance on valve number two on the I'm just kidding <laughs> i shall make a note of that in my, <laughs> in my book of things i'm never going to do there we go <laughs> Oh, just underneath, do my taxes. There we are. <laughs> uh, well, I think we've got a little bit of time left with Brian. Dan, was there anything burning that you wanted to ask out of this, this list of questions that hit the floor when you unraveled it? No, okay. You can, you can take lead from here. Um, well, I'm just kind of stealing yours, but uh, we had similar questions, Brian. Dan's sure. much better at wording them. So... <laughs> I guess the question I'm going to use Dan's wording was that Wampa pedals are considered boutique pedals, but usually carry a price tag that don't necessarily scream boutique. Is that something you'd agree with? Hmm. Honest answer, hot take is what is boutique anymore? I'm Just expensive. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, boutique is is ooh, it's a boutique pedal. I mean, yeah. I, I at one time I would consider us boutique. Now. I kind of consider us more high end because it's not me in a garage building pedals. We've learned that's that a nice that, way to put it. Yeah. That doesn't like those end up with an inferior product that works about half the time. So I'm not actually good at building the same pedal over and over. I don't have the attention span in case you couldn't notice. Um, <laughs> but Baking. I mean, I think, I think with high end companies like, like ours and the walruses and such, um, mm -hmm. you know, what you get is like, it's a community, of course, and you also get like it's like a whole different level of involvement. You know what I mean? Like when you, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of a good good situation that's not like like I'm thinking like there's a local brewery here, and it's like there's like a community around it, you know, and everybody goes to this place and you eat food, you drink their beer, and and like it's just a thing, right? Um. And I'm sure there's a better analogy for that, but I think I think I think high-end pedals are kind of like that. that. And also on top of that, like I was saying earlier, you generally do get more unique type of things. So you don't see, I mean, you still see some clonish stuff, but I think a lot of the time, like for example, if if when I do put out a, a clone of some sort, which I usually don't like to, but if I do, I. <laughs> The Tumnus is the only one, like, it's been just like the core, that type of circuit. And then I'm like, all right, well, I want to do another one, too, that has what I would do to it. So then we created the Tumnus Deluxe. And so that's that's kind of like my version of, well, but if I was to take that circuit and redo it the way I wanted to do it, here's what I do. Okay. You know, so I so I, th I think that's more common with higher end companies than, you know, the $20 Amazon basic stuff, you know. 
Okay. Did I not answer the question again? <laughs> I, I think That's you okay. made me agree to two opposing uh, opinions. Okay. <laughs> I think I agree with, I think I both agree and disagree with you simultaneously and in equal amount. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. But from which from the, uh, is it's weird. Like, yeah. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> Just having it's a unique. moment. You, it's a unique gift. Quick, take the wheel. Take the wheel. Yeah, sure. So, just following up on that. So, you say like if we call it high-end company, then uh, some, 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 what do you call it? Like some, some. What makes it high-end is probably like selecting components and making sure that you know the design is spot on and coming up with something that is unique rather than cloning an already existing circuitry. So, when you when you when you do that, do you already have a a certain threshold or a certain price tag in mind when you develop pedals because you've got a source all the the bits and pieces and then so you so you already like if you if you kind of conceptualize a pedal you already have to have a rough idea of what's to, what the retail is going to be so do you have to limit yourself at some point not to create the 999 dollar pedal or how, uh, how do, i mean how work? a smart person would probably do that i tend to like create it first and i'm like ah shit this is a 250 dollar product um which is not always the best way because i'm Sometimes you're like, I literally just fell out of the market. I can't release that. Uh -huh. um, so, I mean, more often than not, I'm creating something and like, okay, so it's going to be higher price. How do we like, how do we make this dumb way that way? Like, for example, like, let's say, let's take like, uh, what's like the euphoria for knob overdrive. If, if I if that was really had a lot of expensive parts in it, or if there was some aspect about it that was going to be much more expensive than normal, like let's say for example, you did have to sort through all these transistors and it was going to be a three twenty five product, then I would be like, okay, well, this can't just be a four knob overdrive now. It needs something else, whether it's also an IR loader, or you know maybe it has two different circuits in one and MIDI and like it's got it's got to provide more benefit than mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just what you would normally think for a 199 pedal. So there's there's some of that stuff that goes on. Um where it's more like I have I have to make it better if I'm going to better like more beneficial mm -hmm. if if I'm going to charge that much for it. Um I told my mind totally went blank there. Like literally just <laughs> shut just off. Just checked out. Just yeah. good night. And I'm like they're like, yeah. I well, was, I was about to I was compliment going you, but that. there was a compliment in there that, like, I don't know if you meant to, but there was possibly accidentally some extremely good business advice there for anyone doing not even just pedals, but anything. Like Dan asked if you if you you know choose the price first or if you choose the product first, and you're you're sensible enough to know where your your top price point can be and therefore if you have to offer a better experience for that price some people are just so convinced by what they do is the best that they just don't care about any of the other intricacies and that was really interesting mm. to get inside your brain yeah. then to to realize that that's yeah, what I mean, maybe you need to do i think pedal companies are different and a lot of the times it, it's not like a business person that's running it it's usually, usually some idiot like me who started working on pedals and then started building pedals and stumbled like like luckily stumbled into having a company and then they're like ah oh, crap now i gotta run a company how do i do this you know um 
And I think that tends to be what most high-end or boutique companies are kind of like for the most part. Uh, and, you know, and along with that, you get the other, you get unique or weird circuits or you get, um, you know, just exceptional customer service in some way. Right. You know, which I mean, and that, that's, I hate even mentioning that because that sounds so cheesy. Like we offer great customer service. I mean, everyone's, everyone's going to say, well, we do too. Yeah. But there's a lot of times whenever you buy a cheaper price pedal and you have a problem and you email them, you get ghosted in a heartbeat, mm-hmm. you know, and they kind of expect you're just going to throw it away and buy another one. Anyways, it's fine. Mm. You know, and I try. Uh, I try and get this message across often. Like yeah. people complain when I review a pedal that's one hundred and fifty dollars. Like I can buy that for thirty dollars. Yeah, but what happens when it busts midway through a gig? And we're sure. back to boss pedals again. You know, go mm-hmm. go and buy, go into any music shop and, and get an SD one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Very true. So, I see a lot right, of goat talk on the side. Yeah, that just, you've just read my goatee mind. The last question that I think we can go for is, how are the goats? Are you going to be diversifying into goat cheese, goat milk, goat um, <laughs> pedals? Uh, yeah, well, well, we, we have the Tumnus, of course, which is kind of goatee. Uh, Very goatee. My, my goats are kind of odd. I've, I'm a little bit of a weird person. I don't know if you've noticed this or not. But... Um, goats my goats are more like dogs in the fact that you know most people like most people raise livestock and they're like i'm going to milk my goat and make cheese i buy goats and like i want to raise this to be a puppy you know and when it when it jumps out it's going to come to me and like rub against me like a dog and like follow me around the yard and that's what my goats do they're literally like puppy dogs okay so so no i I don't i don't like make cheese or anything from their fluids Mm-mm. People don't milk dogs, do they? Uh, not on purpose. No. Sure. <laughs> I bet you someone in the chat has a story about that somehow. Oh, there's some kind of crazy. There's people weird people in the world. Somebody has milked a dog, and it didn't on happen purpose. the way they on purpose, and it wasn't what they expected. You know. <laughs> no. <laughs> dog milk. Dog milk is a good band name. If we were in a band, that would be our band. We'd dog be milk called dog milk. We'd be like a jazz trio. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking more punk. Can we do? Can we do punk, punk jazz? Only if we can do Black Flag covers. Deal. <laughs> Sorry, Dan, you weren't part of that uh, deal, but I've I've signed it's, it's okay. I, I was I was already envisioning like something like breadboard bingo because I was like thinking about the the bullshit oh. bingo that's going on with with the whole marketing kind of thing. Plus the breadboard. So if you combine it, like breadboard bingo, kind of Ramon style or something. Yeah, that's a cool idea. I like yeah. that. R10. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I made a fuzz pedal. Yeah. <laughs> There's something in that, Dan. Yeah, I know. Right, I know. that's that's for someone. Is that the episode title? More intelligent bread, and... bread, breadboard bingo? That's called the episode it is. breadboard yes. bingo. Before, so that, before Brian suddenly it. has Brian's breadboard bingo. I'm just writing this. Just ignore me writing. Yeah, that's nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. Yeah. <laughs> Cease and desist. Trade, <laughs> trademark, bingo, breadboard. Sold yeah. or authentic? 
Andy, at the very right, beginning um, of the show, we had a we had yeah. a question about Obi Wan. Is is Brian? You are not into into. Uh, oh yeah, we uh, have we haven't oh, talked yeah. Obi Wan. You didn't in, talk about does... any of the Star Trek stuff, did you? Ouch! It's a joke. It's a joke. Zero Picard chat at all. <laughs> um, I so so I I haven't watched a lot of TV lately. Uh, okay. I know I'm supposed to. Richard, Richard, uh, our own Richard here keeps telling me that I must watch this, and I'm like, I can't be asked to commit to that sort of time schedule. You know, if I if I can't watch it in three minutes, probably ain't going to happen. You, know? <laughs> you can right. watch like summaries on YouTube where people like summarize the whole thing in in ten minutes. Ooh, there's got. What if there's a TikTok summary? I could go for that. Oh, that's yeah. a business model. I think there's, isn't well, it? Yeah, there's, uh, yeah. Yeah, there there's you go. A bridged version of 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 books that that's yeah. already existing, right? That but where's that the does, TikTok version of that? That's a good yeah. point. You are. We gotta talk. You are a smart feller. <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> both you guys. You got all kinds of good ideas. <laughs> we, we, after we start our trio, we should start a business together. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we, we do it in that order. First, we do the jazz punk thing, and when that doesn't pay the bills, <laughs> but so I, I got to know, Brian, as a, as a kid, did you did you watch any kind of Star Wars thing? I did. Was that yeah, I was yeah? I was in the Star Wars quite a bit. Yeah, cool. Yeah, um, not so much this. I joked about Star Trek, but I know some some people are like really into that side. I'm not not really into that. Um, Oddly enough, never really got into Game of Thrones stuff. Okay. Really, I, I didn't get into anything. Like once I found the, I like had the business and found like gear groups and like DIY forums. Uh -huh. I just like that. Just I see, and I this sounds stupid, but I literally it literally became my life. So sure. like when it, you know most people are going to bed and they're like thumbing through like Facebook or whatever. I'm normally looking at schematics. That's not normal. Nope. But that's for some reason that's interesting to me. If that's what it takes to be Brian Wampler, then <laughs> let it be so. But please, uh, please release some more pedals for goodness' oh, sake. Ju June twenty seventh. Right. Oh wow! Okay. So good one. June Very cool. 27th. Actually, good one. So that will probably be be among our picks of the week in the episode. Then. Yes, that Can't will wait be to your burn picture. that one. Yes. <laughs> that, would, that would definitely definitely be on the burn pile yes <laughs> yeah. it's a pile now yeah uh sorry Dan, just we just have to answer that question yes yeah. i did watch obi-wan yes i did enjoy it that's as much as i'm going to say because now we've lost brian's attention span so done yeah good it, it was Excellent. good dan would you agree i will agree it was a fun talk uh i think we learned a lot it was it was fun. No, to I was see talking about Obi Wan. Sorry, uh, oh, hang oh, on. Oh, oh. Focus. Okay. Focus. Focus. Okay. Focus again. All right. I still had Brian for that and lost <laughs> you. No, no, no. I'm good. Uh, Obi Wan. I like the I like the show. Uh, I think it's a diff very different way, much better than, for instance, the Boba Fett series. Also different than uh, the Man Mando. Um, already watched episode three, so I'm already fully full, full show show mode already. Uh, there's one thing you gotta watch the original version. Uh, if you watch the for all the German uh, listeners, or, or it's it's oh, the, the 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 dubbing is horrible. So please watch the watch the original, watch the original. 
it's much better. Um, good advice. Yeah, but it's really good. I like it. I like it. And and you've got now, to say I'm now. Gonna, I want to watch it in German now, just just to see what's yeah, going you can, on. Yeah, you can you can switch. But can we can we take a second just to appreciate uh, uh, um, Obi Wan, aka Ewan McGregor? This guy looks is just a pretty pretty man, and he looks even better in his in his fifties than he look he was looking in his thirties. He's kinda in his fifties, kind of like me. Yeah, reminds me like I, me. Definitely, <laughs> like I, mean, I, d I didn't know you when you were thirty, Brian, but I can't imagine it gets much better than right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I often say that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um oh. I I have no idea what this show is all about. I've had a wonderful time. Uh, I love the way that it's just We often get filled with chaos, Brian, but you have you are near the top of the chaos pile and I thank you for it. I'm you're welcome and I'm sorry. <laughs> See again. He did it again. <laughs> uh, do, do you want to plug your podcast? Because you let me plug mine. Sure. Or, or ours, I should say. So if you liked listening to uh, two other people try to keep me on topic, um, that would be the Chasing Tone, Co po Chasing Tone podcast. Um, I do. I need to do another YouTube video here shortly. It's been a bit. Uh, but I normally do some YouTube videos. Just look up Wampler Pedals. I forget the channel name, but it's probably something around that. And then what else do I do? I have a TikTok where I take popular rock songs and I ruin them and turn them into country songs. You perfect and... them, my friend. <laughs> I love that stuff. And uh, what else? I think that's all I got. Of course, Instagram, Facebook, and, you know, whatever. Snapchat. No, not Snapchat. Else, Stitcher, Tinder. Oh wait, not. not I mean, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, all the normal stuff. Well, the pedal. Uh, you can swipe the pedals left or right. That's a fuzz. Oh, I, I swipe there left. should be a Tinder for pedals. Tinder for pedals. Yes. Yeah. Write that down on the business. <laughs> List of potentially now. failing businesses. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I remember very, very vividly that uh, in one of the very first episodes we talked about that—a a TikTok for gear and, and and pedals. If you remember, Andy, uh, a Tinder, you mean? Uh, Tinder, not TikTok. Yeah, Tinder yeah. for for gear, where you can like you pick a certain category and then you just swipe, and so you kind of narrow it down. So if you're looking for a strat, you can even narrow it down to what kind of strat you really, really want in terms of configurations and color. So it's more like a, a configurator than a dating app, but hmm. still ah. helpful, you know. Maybe well, that's I haven't bought a Strat in a while. So I, that should I, be like a reverb type app where when you swipe, it just purchases the pedal. You know? <laughs> Instant purchase. Nice. I think there's a no! that. You know, Amazon had the dash buttons. Is that still a thing in the States? Yeah, the dash. The dash button. So you have like Maybe. a dash button for an overdrive pedal. So whenever you're in need of an overdrive pedal, you just push the button and next day delivery or even same day delivery, you get a new pedal hmm. right at the doorstep, right? Hmm. I did not realize this. This is good. This is like right. It. This this is a, uh, this needs to stop now. This chaos. <laughs> I, I'm calling it because there are people wanting us to. They're shouting at their iPhones and their whatever it is, and they're in their cars trying to get to work, and they're saying, <laughs> "Stop this nonsense, you buffoons!" Brian, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
Um, Dan, would you please ask people to leave us five star reviews and all that? And yeah, of course. If you enjoyed the show fans. and if you already subscribed to Brian's TikTok channel and uh, Brian's podcast, Chase Chasing the Tone, uh, make sure to give us a five star rating on iTunes or a nice review on Spotify or any other outlet where you're listening to this podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Brian for being our guest. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Andy. It was great to see you again. And I hope you enjoy episode three of Obi-Wan. I will yeah. let you know in about an hour's time once I've watched it. So, uh, And we'll be back um, next week for a post-NAM episode with a very yeah, special with, guest. Um, can we announce the guest that we've got next week? Uh, we can announce him, but not the reason why he's a guest. So we probably shouldn't okay. announce him. Okay, we won't announce David then. <laughs> so we meet with a David next week. Yeah. Right. What a cliffhanger. Wow, what a way to end an episode. Thank you so much, gentlemen. And um I will um I will see you on the interwebs, I guess. And hopefully in person at some point. Bye bye. Good night, everyone. Later. Later.